Welcome back, everybody, to your favorite game show. What state does Dante currently live in? Slash, whose basement is Dante currently in? Starring Dante and me, your host, Danny. Hi, Dante. How's it going? Uh, it, it'll be better once I figure out this basement mystery. <laughs> Let's see, this will be your third episode since leaving the podcast. There's big air quotes happening right now. Uh, and this is the third state in the these United States of America that you have lived in since you've left the podcast. Uh, well, the... F- I'm counting the state you lived in when, you, when we were doing the podcast uh, okay, originally. Sure. So I, I quit the pod... And instantly that state counted as a state I lived in since I quit the pod. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. I remember doing Coheed. We did two Coheed because you quit the pod. You're like, fuck this. I quit. Mm-hmm. I hate you. I never want to see you again. Okay. You and did then, get my email. <laughs> and then I said, hey, do you want to talk about the new Coheed song? And you oh, came yeah. back and did that with like me. Like the next day. <laughs> Pretty quickly after. And then we talked about the Coheed album, mm-hmm. and now we're talking about a Modest Mouse album. Yes, we are. That I had never heard before. Which is very... Like, I don't know how that happened. I guess we'll yeah. we'll get into it after uh, our, like, required banter, our, mm-hmm. our contractually obligated foreplay. But, Ooh. yeah, I don't know how, how you missed Lonesome Crowded West for as long as you did. Uh, the title just didn't sound appealing to me. I don't like things that are lonesome or crowded. So, so what do you like? Moderate, moderately populated areas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where I don't feel lonesome. Reasonably sociable uh, city plans. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. It sounds like a Death Cab album. Sure. <laughs> um hey dante hey uh thanks for coming and doing this with me yeah um, i'll talk to you later okay okay (laughs) uh we picked up with the same chemistry we had before (laughs) i didn't take chemistry in in school so i'm talking to you from idaho What'd you call um, me? What'd you call yourself? <laughs> I'm trying to remember why I quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep, I'm, we are, we're speaking. You are still in, in the Sacramento. I don't believe you've ever even, I don't think you've ever been out of the, uh, that county. Um, <laughs> I think you've lived your entire life in the same zip code. Mm-hmm. That's not true. I don't even uh, live in Sacramento anymore. Yeah, you, you're a sellout. You live in the burbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I'm in northern Idaho, mm-hmm. uh, where it's really nice. So long as you never look up any of the things that have gone on here on a <laughs> sure. national level. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, what, what kind of uh, what kind of brown bag is behind you? What kind of brown bag? That's a Trader Joe's bag. Trader Joe's. Okay. I was I was hoping it was like Taco Bell or something. Oh no. 
Um, I'm is, sure we have one of those around here somewhere, though. Is there anything in that Trader Joe's bag? Uh, trash. Like okay. paper stuff that needs to be shredded, I believe. Got it. evidence. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool, cool. Trader Joe's mm-hmm. is, is the one thing that I'm, I still feel like I'm really missing. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe the next place I move to will have one. Yeah, I mean, they have those in, in Sacramento. I never want to live in Sacramento. Okay, we're living in Rancho Cordova. <laughs> I, I don't like that area, was never happy there. Not even when you came to visit me. Dante, wow. Wow. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I also... Still don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I, uh, I did see you. I enjoyed seeing you. Uh, unsure if that will be able to happen again, just due to the, our, our new, our new location and the the convenience of travel. Your new Um, location, you're closer than you were last year, but, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Correct. But the route doesn't necessarily go through Sacramento. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who knows if my grandparents, um, die before Christmas, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Then I'm really not coming close to Sacramento. Okay. Because my parents are, you know, five hours north of there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will see. God, I hope my grandparents don't listen to this. <laughs> I email them every episode. I'll be be really embarrassed. Uh, I know my grandma just got turned on to call her daddy. Um, <laughs> so if, if she somehow jumps over to this podcast, oh, boy, well, I have a lot of explaining and apologizing <laughs> to do. She wasn't interested until you left the pod, though. Yeah. <laughs> she had heard it. She just uh, she said, uh, quote, it wasn't for her. <laughs> she had one host. I just don't like his voice. She really loves Nate. Oh, <laughs> <Aw>, Nate. <laughs> okay. Don't do that in front of me. <laughs> Uh, um, so what's up with this room you're in? It's It looks kind of cool. It looks like, I feel like I'm sitting in front of uh, my dad in his den. I don't my dad doesn't have a den. But if my dad had a den, mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm in trouble right now. <laughs> um, so this is like my office. It's in the basement. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a nice little room. I've done next to nothing with it because right when I got here, it was just go, go, go as far as season is concerned and didn't have really didn't have time to decorate and move everything mm-hmm. in. So Wash there's a yourself. bunch of, yeah, I will all the time spent brushing my teeth. <laughs> uh, no, Dante's no time. Teeth are really white. Everybody. They look nice. <laughs> no time for any other hygiene. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it, it's got low ceilings and you, you mentioned mm-hmm. my, uh, my <laughs> smoke alarm, which I very safe smoke alarm. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to uh, disarm that immediately upon moving in. It has these nice, like, built-in shelves. I know the shelves are nice. You need some some good, like, law books up there or something. There's one little window up there. Uh-huh. There's there's one window similarly just right above me here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some uh, a lamp and some oh. shelving over there. You actually are recording. Good. I am recording. (laughs) Then I have another shelf over. But that's it. Nice. Um, And I. It's a nice little room. 
It is nice, and I I may end up putting more stuff in it, or uh, I may move in another month or two. So. <laughs> is this is this the same house that had the checkered floor, or was that the last house? No, that's this one. Yeah, okay. the um, the fuck, what is it called? The Zutsu Riot Room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I. I have to be referred to as a cherry poppin' daddy as long as I live here. Um, it came with a bowling shirt for every day of the week. <laughs> oh, and a stick-on goatee. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's swing, it's rockabilly. Uh, the walls are red, not in this office, but in yeah, yeah, yeah. all out in the, the basement area, the walls are like this deep, like blood red. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ceiling, well, the ceiling is like open rafters, but there's these like pillars or whatever, and they're black, painted black. It's a very I don't know why you haven't started like having shows in your house, in your basement. I mean, I... I play guitar and electronic drums down there and <laughs> okay, do laundry. Okay. So yeah, you yeah. need to start booking buddy. You need to um, quit the volleyball gig mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, make much, 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 much less money booking shows, which is really saying something. <laughs> I always used to joke like whenever, you know, buying something would come up or like it was typically with players just be like, Hey, I'm a junior college volleyball coach. <laughs> Money is not an issue. <laughs> so if I can, yeah, I can totally take a huge pay cut to get into the uh, house show game in mm-hmm. Lewiston, Idaho. I'm sure yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> a lot of great, um, oh God, what what would a band be? A, you know, Buck Cherry Acolytes. <laughs> Kid Around Rock here. cover bands. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's the room. Uh, that's the setup. What what have you been up to, man? I feel like we just uh, shoot the shit. Or we, we try to record and then we mm-hmm. delay it. We've done that a few mm-hmm. times. We don't really talk about anything else. Oh, I this is probably going to get... Do? Ca- I mean, not that I like care to remember or mm-hmm. engage in um though i am curious about all this drama that's been going on but oh, I, we I, don't need to talk about that on a hot mic i don't mind <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you don't <laughs> fine well then what else are we going to talk about <laughs> uh i was texting you uh and harassing you with videos of my children yesterday uh, while I was playing baseball, because I was oh, like, "Hey, this is this is uh, balls and bats." Dante would be super into this. For the listening audience, mm-hmm. Danny talks up this, uh, you know, this nerd identity or whatever. This, you know, this non-jock anti-sports thing. Mm-hmm. You want to see this guy turn on an inside fastball? <laughs> Pull it with some raw power down the third base line and absolutely crush his mother's foot. <laughs> it's a thing to behold. Mm-hmm, 
Um, and y- you were getting some good swings on, let's be honest, some not very good pitches. You know, he's he's uh, still learning. Who's teaching him? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no idea. I taught him. I taught him to, to stand sideways when he's holding the bat. That's good. Yeah, you don't want to be like this. He was doing that. He was like facing forward and just like chopping like an axe. Yeah. I was like, no, you got to stand sideways. And then he chose he chose lefty. Interesting. Yeah, he had some pretty yeah. solid hits too. If you want to switch to um, little league coaching and make less money than you do booking shows, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm out of the music game after a successful week. Moving to Sacramento to be a volunteer assistant little league coach. Yeah, yeah. I it's true for hockey. I I imagine it would be true for baseball. Mm-hmm. But if you are naturally right-handed but swing left, mm-hmm. I believe you will be more powerful because your lead arm, your right arm, is like what's pulling the bat and has mm. more power. So it, it could help him in the long run. Yeah, he had some, like I said, some solid hits. Just as, so long as he can use that really fat, like padded baseball bat in his <laughs> sure. career, I think we're going to be good. Just exploding on contact <laughs> once he gets to like, you know, once he's 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, how old is he now? He's eight. Okay. He's got a couple of years. Um, no, is it true that he, he stood like square to the pitcher because you have uh, a parental block on all sports related programming on your TV? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Anytime someone gets remotely near a sport position in Mm -hmm. a show, it just shuts the TV off. So he's not allowed to have any frame of reference. (laughs) No frame of reference whatsoever. Starting from scratch. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. That's my children. (laughs) That's my children. (laughs) What's up with the other child? Um, she's five. She has a skateboard. There's a, there's a sport, right? Do you, do you count that? I mean, is it a crime? No. (laughs) Is it a sport? Also, no. No, I don't care. It's a, yeah, sure. It's more of a sport than golf or, or, uh, car racing. Oh, for sure. Anyway, I don't know. She's fine. She said hi to you yesterday. I recall. Yeah, I mm-hmm. said hi back. Mm-hmm. There's a winery right by my parents' house now. It is... Have you ever seen my parents' house? Have you been there? Once. Okay. Do you remember it? Uh, Vaguely, yeah. You you turn down a road. It's on your right. Mm-hmm. You walk <laughs> in... Those are the exact directions. <laughs> you, you walk down... Uh, you enter the house and you go to the left and then the first left is, uh, what I suspect was your room. Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, that is all I remember. Okay. Okay. Anyway, they live, they live in the country. They've got two acres. And so like they've got their two acre plot and then there's like a kind of Creek area and then there's, Hey, uh, editing Danny. I basically describing where my parents live and I probably shouldn't put that on the podcast. So anyway. Continuing, I wouldn't call it a stone's throw, but if you threw a stone and then you went and got that stone and then you threw it again in the same direction, 
<laughs> okay. Not so not back <laughs> to where you came. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's a winery there now, and they have a band play. I don't know if it's the same band every time. Kind of sounds like it, but they do covers. It's pretty cool. Like I'm at my parents' house doing outdoor chores and stuff for them, and I got a band entertaining me. Kind of nice. It is very. I don't know. Maybe it's ironic, a little too ironic, um, <laughs> because the house kind of next to my parents' house on the corner, right across from the uh, winery, uh, the people that lived there called the police uh, on my my band when I was in high school because we were practicing, mm-hmm. and uh, they d- didn't like it, and so they called the police, and a, a police officer showed up. My dad told him to get the fuck out of here. And he was like, hey, cab, and told him to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds exactly like my dad. <laughs> your dad your dad led the siege into the <laughs> practice room and was like, get him, get him. <laughs> uh, but now they have a band uh, playing every weekend. Wait, this is the people who called the cops on you are the same ones who have the band or it's no, but they live right across the street from where this band plays every weekend and they have to listen to it. So these same neighbors have lived there for 30 years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What did happen? Did you have to talk to a cop? Uh, I didn't. My, my dad did. And we just had to shut the garage. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, like a week later, we were practicing again because we practiced every weekend. And the guy walked over and was like, hey, can you turn it down or shut the garage or something? And so we shut the garage. We invited him to our show because we were going to play a show at the Sacramento Heritage Festival. We were playing on a Sunday and he said, I have to go to church. And I said, that's stupid. Get off my property, old man. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, that's nice of you to invite him to include him that was very christ-like of you i don't know sure yeah i mean he would have had to pay to get in but (laughs) jesus (laughs) yes jesus jesus not on the list (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't know i haven't been up to shit man i've been working i had to go into the office that was real dumb oh that sucks for like just a day just for a few hours uh, we had an in-person meeting. I don't really know why it had to be in person. All in all, I didn't mind it. I just didn't want to be there. You know, I'd rather be in my house. Sure. In jammies. For how much longer do you think they're going to let this work at home shit slide? Uh, they have officially released, finally, it took them two years, officially released a uh, telework document like that I had to sign and stuff like that. So... As long as I have this job, probably. Hmm. Unless I get a new new boss that is like against it or makes you come in twice a week or some bullshit like that. Seems like there's no plan for me to come back. Well, that's I good. That it. would be an enormous bummer. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would. It would be a huge inconvenience for me because I already have to like go pick up my children and stuff, and so I, we'd have to figure out like daycare and stuff like that. So yeah, it'd be costing you money to go mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would undoubtedly be looking for a new job if that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, sure. or at least tell them like, hey, if you do this, just so you know, I will be looking for another yeah. job. I will leave. I will leave, and then see how much they value you at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Why do you keep? What do you keep turning over there? You're turning things on your microphone. I'm I'm just trying to find the right consistent waves. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're about to get a really fucked up file okay. from me. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> lots of peaks and valleys over here. Mm-hmm. Dante, I went pee right before we started recording. Right before I mm-hmm. called. Um, yeah. So you I, don't I, have to now. I so that's already good. have to pee again. That's fine. I'm I have to go get water. Dante. Hey, you don't have to tell me. I will. I will pee like before bed. Get in bed. Mm-hmm. Not. It'll be less than ten minutes, and I'm like, I should probably try to pee again. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sarah okay. thinks I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do, what do they know? Ridiculous. Yeah. You're going to go get water? Is that what I heard you say? Yeah, Then and you're going to pee, and then you'll come <laughs> then back. And a few minutes later, I'll go pee. Yeah, but okay. the bathroom's right next door, which is nice. Oh, cool. And I'm hooked yeah. up to your uh, your ears, so I can go with you. No, I'll just mute it. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Perfect. <laughs> One hour later. Don't know if it's a start and stop situation or a hidden notification situation. Ooh. I don't know. So what do you want to talk about? Uh, not whatever you're playing right now. That's for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess that wouldn't be for a while. <laughs> um, I don't... Uh, uh, we could do an overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite. Oh, I forgot um, about those. Yeah, remember those? Or we could do... I, I sent you a screenshot of something a while ago, uh, which you uh, did not reply to, and I'm not over it yet, of an idea of something that we could do on the pod. Yeah, I'm thinking, but mm-hmm. I'm not remembering. It's something that you do in sports, but we're going to apply this score th- method I- into music or something else. A dr- oh, a draft? Yes. Okay, what are your draft ideas? Um, I don't know. The one on the thing that we that I took the screenshot of was '90s movie soundtracks. Mm-hmm. I I have no. First of all, so you just want to steal their exact idea? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and I I have no soundtracks were. I was barely around while soundtracks were relevant. Hmm. For Christmas, I want to say maybe like 95, 96, mm-hmm. I got a like Sony boombox stereo nice. and I got two CDs, mm-hmm. Green Day's Insomniac. Nice. Keep in mind, I was like eight or nine years old mm-hmm. and um, the Batman Forever soundtrack. Hell yes. That would be in my draft picks. So yeah, that's kind of like the one I could really think of. I think all-time, let's see, all-time favorite soundtracks, probably the soundtrack to the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, (laughs) uh, soundtrack to the movie The Doors. um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Soundtrack uh, to the Beatles documentary Get Back. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the soundtrack to The Wall is pretty good. It's got some good stuff on there. Uh Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, oh uh, favorite albums? Uh, let's see. Pink Floyd, Greatest Hits. Um, <laughs> Led Zeppelin, Best Of. Uh, yeah, sorry, man. I, I don't know. What, what are your favorite soundtracks? You can just tell me. Uh, what's 
Batman Forever, for sure. A lot of good memories with that one. Um, Clueless soundtrack, real fucking good. Don't know one song off it. Wow. Wow. Um, you need to get a time machine and go get your ass back to the 90s. Hang I would love to. Hang out with me when I was in the eighth grade. I mean, How okay. Were you? <laughs> when you were in the eighth grade? Yeah. yeah. That was what year? Uh, like 94? Uh, sure. No. Because you were born in 82. I was, uh, I was in, I was a freshman in. No, you were born in 86, 81. 97. Uh, so it would be 95, 96. 95, 96. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe I was in kindergarten. Nice. Perfect. The perfect time to hang out with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty advanced for my age, so. <laughs> Yeah, Clueless soundtrack is great. Angus soundtrack also very good. Is that about like a like a big angry kid? I don't know if he's angry. I think he's awkward, a little misunderstood maybe. Okay. Trying to get win tickets to a Green Day concert. That's what that movie's about. That's part of it. I just pulled up Clueless mm-hmm. original motion picture soundtrack. The Muffs. Cracker, Counting Crows, Luscious Jackson, World Party, Radiohead, The Lightning Seeds, Smoking Popes, Beastie Boys, Mighty Mighty Boston's, Coolio, Supergrass, Velocity Girl, and Jill Sabule? Sabule? Jill S. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I know some of those bands. Yeah, yeah. What are the Lightning Seeds? Do you know the Lightning Seeds? I probably know the song off of that soundtrack, and that's about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You could listen to it real quick if you want. No. No, not at all. Told, told Sarah this would go fairly quick. <laughs> Look at this picture of my one of my cats. Oh, Yeah, you've been sending some good cat content lately. They're cute, man. Are they uh, still, you know, well-behaved, or are they going through any phases? They're both at the point now where they can jump onto chairs and counters, like high. Uh, we have like bar stool chairs that they can jump onto now. Oh, um, uh, chairs from the uh, website Media Empire Barstool. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they can jump up there, and so then they get on the counter. So that's their new thing: is to walk around on the counter every morning. I will go over to the sink to get water to make coffee and there are little paw prints in the sink and it's cute and frustrating at the same time you know cats really want running water um like that's why not these cats i got i got one of those those uh plug-in water dispenser thingies for the cats and it was really cute it had like it looked like a succulent and it the water came out they were so scared of it Really? Yeah. Did it they, make a sound? Or yeah, anything? it made a trickling water sound. Oh, but not like you don't hear like a whirring of a motor or anything. Oh, like that. um, <laughs> you're like now that I think about it, when you turn it on, it does scream. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a goat. Oh, <laughs> I like goats. They were not interested in it at all. I think it made maybe a little bit of a hum sound, but oh, like uh, stars. Yeah, yeah, play it. 
Uh, I'm not in drop D, and I don't have 15 oh, minutes to oh, figure so that out. Oh, it's so hard to detune one string. Yeah, to detune. <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, oh, do they ever... But they like they want to drink out of the sink? No, they just like looking around, sniffing around, seeing what's going oh. on. See, Ben will always jump. He wants to go, he will lead you to the bathroom like, hey, come on, mm-hmm. jump on the bathtub. I've seen and, cats do this. Yeah, he needs it. That's the only way he'll drink pretty much. Our cats, We so when we first got our cats, we were feeding them dry food because uh, that's what they were feeding them at the place where we got them from. And so we were feeding them dry food, and it was great. They were eating dry food. They were drinking water. Everything's hunky-dory. And then we heard from all these places, dry food is not good for cats. It's not good for cats. It's not good for cats. Hey, it's not good for cats. And so we switched to wet food, and now they're eating wet food. They love it. They love it. Uh, But now they don't drink water anymore. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's... So I, I feed Ben dry food. Mm-hmm. But I have heard the same thing where they will get a lot more hydrated if you feed them wet food. Yep. But uh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't want to open up cans and mm-hmm. smell and get get it on my fingers. Mm-hmm. I just fed uh, it before, before the pod. Yeah, there's big globs of cat food <laughs> on your hands. <laughs> It's truly disgusting. <laughs> they also, don't like I, it when I use a fork to get it out, so I have to use my finger. Also, they, they don't like a bowl either, so I have to cut <laughs> my hands together. Or sometimes sometimes they don't know what to do with it, so I have to put it in my mouth to show them that it's food, and then they eat it out of my mouth. Look, I don't want to do it. That's just how, what the cats need. <laughs> I turn my mouth into a bowl. They'll eat it right out of there. Um. Uh, anyway, glad we got cat talk in. I'm glad we got cat talk in too. I love cat talk. Where's Ben? I don't know. I'm trying to get him in here. Come on, bud. He was trying to go outside. Like he really wanted oh, to go outside. Ben, come on. It's so cold out there too. Does it snow there? Uh, certainly not. Like in Montana or Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Maybe a dusting. Yeah, I think throughout the the winter we'll get like one or two fairly light snows. Um, it snows in Idaho, but we're in like a weird little valley that is mm-hmm. much lower elevation than a lot of the surrounding areas. So we're kind of insulated from the harsher winter weather, mm-hmm. which uh, Sarah sees as a plus, and I think stinks. Yeah, you like that that uh, harsh winter weather? I do. You like I scooping li- your car out of the snow. I like snow. I well, I like that it keeps people inside. Uh huh. I like when w- weather, when nature exerts its dominance over <laughs> society. Uh-huh. I think that's good. You should go live in hurricane country. Well, see, no, I think that's that is stupid. <laughs> the hurricanes aren't stupid. Choosing to live there, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say everyone who lives there is stupid, but it's not. It's not the smartest decision, maybe. All I'm going to say is I don't want to say it. Okay. Okay. Leave it at that. But yeah, I I quite enjoy cold winter weather. Um, You know what? Shoveling snow off a driveway, that's a good workout. You feel invigorated. Hmm. Nah. I've never lived in the snow, though, so I don't know. Yeah. 
I know, because you only ever lived in the one place. Yes, I've lived in this house my entire life. Born, born and raised. <laughs> um, uh, what can we do a, a draft on? I don't know. Maybe uh, during the pod isn't the best time to talk about I, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you would have maybe responded to my text, then uh, we could have figured this out ahead of time. If it was that important to you, there would have been a follow-up or, hey, got any ideas? No, why would I? Got any ideas for how we Something that you're obviously not interested in. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Then why bring it up now? (laughs) Just, you're you're just like in like, I'm in the middle of sex and being like, hey, I know you shut this down earlier, but now's a good time for anal, right? That that thing you thought was so what outrageous. What were we doing before? <laughs> What's the other option? <laughs> oh my god! Well, I love anal, or as <laughs> as Danny calls it, default. Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know what to do. A fucking. Uh, I keep wanting to call it a bracket, but that's not a. That's not the same thing. No, a bracket. We'd have to f- fucking pick winners for each yeah. one. Yeah, and we're There's not. There's no way that. these two can pick winners. Am I right? <laughs> mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're saying or how that's gonna get me in trouble. Oh my god! I think His you just said making me hot. <laughs> okay, my ears are burning. You you need a hard reset. <laughs> I think I do. I think I do. Oh, I don't know, Dante. How's how's volleyball? Hmm? Shut up. Fuck off. <laughs> What's on that whiteboard over there? Um, a, a list of other jobs I'm applying for. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to move to this time? The nominees are, uh-huh. and this this list could and hopefully does grow. Wyoming, Iowa. South Dakota, Missouri, New Mexico. New Mexico was the only one that really uh, piqued my interest. Is as it far as places I would like you to live? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> um, Iowa sounds too far away. I don't know. Uh, too far away for what? <laughs> for potential visits. We were talking about going to Boise. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because Amanda's mom lives there. Did I know that? I don't know. I mean, if two minutes ago you asked me where Amanda's mom lived, I <laughs> I would say I don't get it. But, um, huh, yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, but Boise's all right. Boise, this this might be a lead into our the topic at hand today. Oh, uh, uh-oh. I mean, what do you mean, uh-oh? <laughs> know what i mean by uh-oh um just i mean boise has been booming mm-hmm. uh, of late it's the you know between that maybe bozeman montana you know two two western pacific northwestern cities that have just been getting a flood of people from you know california is where it's like seems to be, always be the state getting blamed for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I- infiltrating other cities but i mean boise um, like my buddy grew up in Idaho and, you know, spent time in Boise, you know, 30 years ago. 
and says it's just a completely different hmm. city at this point. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, so Amanda's mom is part of the problem, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, ooh, I think there was a little little truth behind that. Uh-oh, uh, uh-oh. So, yeah, it, Boise, located mm-hmm. in smack Idaho? dab middle. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Idaho, which mm-hmm. is part of the lonesome crowded west. Oh, that's true. Did you really not see where I was going with that? Uh, I th- thought you were going to say something that led you to Seattle, but that you're, it makes way more sense. Oh, I thought you interrupted me by saying Idaho because you knew where I was going and you were being funny. No, per usual, I was just being a jackass. So funny thing, I today in mm-hmm. some last minute prep, I was mm-hmm. watching the Pitchfork produced documentary oh, on cool. Lonesome Crowded West mm-hmm. and Isaac Brock specifically stated that he made it a point to always say they were from Issaquah to not be lumped in with the music scene of Seattle, which was much more grunge Mm -hmm, at that time. mm -hmm. So Issaquah's Modest Mass. Lonesome Crowded West, the album that I never listened to. When did you get into Modest Mass? Moon in Antarctica? I don't know exactly. I know I had Moon in Antarctica before Good News came out. I remember knowing the name and downloading, I think, Sad Sappy Sucker in the late 90s. For, for some reason, I had I have it in my mind that I downloaded it off of a news group, which is the original way I downloaded music before Napster and stuff. But I don't remember. I just remember hearing it. And being like, this is weird. And then going and listening to something else. Somewhere along the line, I ended up with Moon in Antarctica on my computer. But I didn't really become a fan of the band until Good News because I'm a poser. How, how, is, how are you a poser? Because I'm not cool. I didn't know the cool band before the big album. Your whole life is predicated on knowing the cool band before the big wow. album. So like you you get one pass. No one's going to be like, I knew it about Danny. <laughs> I, st- I saw Blink-182 before Travis was in the band. Yeah, I, okay. so that's... Yeah, I am okay. on your side. <laughs> I knew about them before Dude Ranch. All right, Dante? I didn't know about them uh, until much after Dude Ranch. Mm. I didn't even know about them before Enema, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, maybe I had heard Josie, but that would have been it. Okay, okay. Adam's song? That was off Enema. I know. Oh, you're asking what the first song of Blink I heard? Yeah, yeah. Or was it not till... um, where are you? That song. No, wait. I miss you. Yeah. No, I. I knew about Blink One Eighty Two before. I don't know. You were in kindergarten when I was in the eighth grade. So. Yeah, but. but I was listening to Blink One Eighty Two when you were in the eighth in kindergarten. Uh, no, like I definitely knew them, at the very least, 
or at the very latest by all the small things. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I was in high school by the time I Miss You came out. So. Um, okay. Okay. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Blink. <laughs> um, so we've, we've briefly talked about this a long, long time ago on the pod. I don't remember which one episode it was. But my top three Modest Mouse albums are Good News for People Who Love Bad News, This Is a Long Drive for Someone with Nothing to Think About, and The Moon in Antarctica in that order. Three. That was one, two, three, or three, two, one? Uh, one, two, three. Okay. In that order reversed. What? <laughs> what wait, just, just say which one's your favorite. Good news. Okay. I have no idea why I never listened to The Lonesome Crowded West. I'm, pro- I'm pretty sure I had it downloaded, but I downloaded a lot of music that I never listened to. Sure. Just, I don't know. I have no idea. I make the first song you gave me is the first song on the album. Correct. And the, when I put it on, I was like, oh yeah, this sounds kind of familiar, but I obviously didn't listen to it. And we'll get to the reason why I said I obviously didn't listen to it as in like, I didn't pay close enough attention. Well, I want to know your modest mouse history. What's your history with, with the band? Well, okay. The first time I met Isaac, <laughs> um, so the, the first time I heard of Modest Mouse, and I may have told this story on the pod, I was in, I believe we were in Rescue, California, mm-hmm. not too far from you, um, where my mom's father lived and all of her much younger half-brothers, mm-hmm. and a couple of those kids were all much older than me, but... Um, so like when I was, you know, they were also listening to Blink-182 when I was in kindergarten. Okay, okay. Um, though probably too cool for Blink-182. Mm-hmm. Um, always into like indie stuff. And anyway, yeah, so this would yeah. have been around, I was probably like 12. This would have been, yeah, maybe the year 2000, something like that. Okay. And they were talking to my dad about music and they were like, have you have you heard of Modest Mouse? And I think my dad's like, no. And they said, oh, you gotta listen to the mouse. And so they <laughs> they burn him a copy. Any any cred that I imagine that they had uh-huh. is gone. <laughs> um, you gotta listen to the mouse, old man. Come on. <laughs> they burn him a copy of the Moon and Antarctica. Uh-huh. And so we listened to that on the drive home from rescue to Oakley. Was it a long and, drive for someone with nothing to think about? Um, it was a long drive for me because I was a kid, but I had a lot to think about because it was Christmas Eve. Oh. So there's I'm looking up at the sky trying to find mm-hmm. Santa's sleigh. Sure, Actually, sure. maybe at this time I'm too old for that. But that was a game we would play every time we drew because we yeah. went oh, yeah. to rescue every Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the first song is uh, Third Planet. Mm-hmm. And... We got to the line, uh, what's the line, uh, something of fucking people over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not much longer, because we were listening, we are like, like us as a family, the four mm-hmm. of us, mm-hmm. oh, this is pretty good. And then he says, fucking people over. Mm-hmm. And maybe the second time he said that, it was like, all right, well, I think the my, our parents were like, we're going to have to listen to more of this before we <laughs> play this in front of the kids. Yeah. Um, so that was my first Taste of Modest Mouse and I remember just being like, 
oh, that's weird. Like they're swearing in a weird way. Yeah, like he's not yeah. even mad. He's not mad. He's not yelling it. No. Okay. Though if you do ask a certain volleyball player I coached before, third planet is metal. Hmm. I, I, I must have told that. Yeah, you have. You have. That sounds familiar. Uh, okay. We were on the bus and I was listening yeah. to Third Planet on headphones. Yeah. She asked to hear what I was listening to. And it's just the acoustic part that's like, and she goes, Coach Dante, I didn't know you listened to metal. <laughs> Classic Dante story. Yeah. Yeah. We all the, know it. The, the, oh, all the fans at home were like, oh, he did it. Yeah. yeah. It's the metal story. Um, <laughs> And then I probably didn't hear about Modest Mouse again until Good News came out. Mm -hmm. And that was huge. And I completely ate that up, had that album, and then started to go back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Though I only ever went back to Moon in Antarctica and Lonesome Crowded West. I never really went back before that. Like, I know Dramamine. um, And I probably know a couple other songs Mm -hmm. uh, from... Because drama means off long drive, right? I think so. Um, I can check really quick. Yes, it's the opening sure. track. Um, and what, what are are there other quote unquote big songs or more well known songs off that album? Um, the ones I remember the most were, were "Exit Does Not Exist," "Talking Shit mm-hmm. About a Pretty Sunset." I know "Exit." I don't know the "Sunset" one, uh, and I. F- Feel like constant or custom concern, not constant custom concern, are mm. the at least the ones I remember. I don't know what are like sure. the big songs off of it, but those are the yeah. ones well, that I, I recall. Yeah, for whatever reason, maybe you'll have to do this uh, for me for for a long drive. I would be very open to that. Okay, but uh, yeah, and then I well, I know we've talked about this, but I even liked um, we, oh, were, what is it? we were something we were before dead the, before the ship even sank. Yes, I, I like that album quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the one that has like the Pentagon on it or whatever it is. Um, and I only tried that maybe. Oh, like, yeah. Like, Strangers to Ourselves. Yeah. And I, I can't say I gave that a real good, honest mm-hmm. try. Maybe listen to it once or maybe not even. I don't um, think I ever listened to that one. But uh, but yeah, I would say Lonesome Crowded West through Good News are just three like unimpeachable albums and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we were dead is i regard very highly as well yeah i don't i listened to we were dead and i didn't like it uh and i remember that one or songs from that album were in the play file at dimple and it would come on every once in a while and i was like this is modest mouse uh you were like you were like I don't want something to sound like the Smiths if it doesn't have Morrissey's politics in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, oh and I saw them too. I saw them in 2002 or something, 2001 maybe. Which I think I've talked about before with they were on that cake and cake flaming lips, De La Soul and Modest Mouse. It was like the ultimate sunshine tour or something like that. That's a weird fucking lineup. It's a like, weird lineup. Like all of those bands are very weird in their own way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's fun though. Ooh. Haven't you talked about disliking the Flaming Lips? I do not like the Flaming Lips to this day. 
Okay. If anyone wants to try to make me like the Flaming Lips, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, but you can give me a playlist. They're the only um, good thing they've ever done is cover Borderline by Madonna. They did a real bang up job on that. Bang up job. <laughs> um, I don't know that song, Flaming Lips or Madonna version. You know the Madonna song. Borderline? Yes. It was like a hit. You know what we watched last night? Speaking of Madonna, we watched um, the Weird Al movie. Oh, uh, I've heard interesting things about that. What do you think? fucking hilarious. Like, really? I, I was peeing my pants, shedding tears, laughing so much. Um, so the shedding tears was new and unique <laughs> to the movie watching experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was it was really good, really funny. Okay, I I heard that they some people say they aired in that movie by making Weird Al kind of a jerk at a certain point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets, uh, you know, it's that kind of typical uh, biopic thing where fame gets to to them and they think they're better than everybody else. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It it that's still funny though. That's not like it is a funny bummer. because the entire thing is a is as Weird Al is is a parody. So it's kind of like mean? Walk Hard. What what do you mean? <laughs> the majority of Weird Al songs are actually parody songs. So like Eat It. So like like Eat It uh-huh. and Fat. Uh-huh. Like for Michael Jackson, they're a parody songs. <laughs> Yes, that's a pair of Michael Jackson's songs that uh, Weird Al parodied. Got it. I got it. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know why. I'll probably never see it, but um, you should. I'm glad you. Why? Because why it's should funny. I? And there are so many fun cameos, and Paula Tompkins is in it. I did hear that. I also heard the cameos Please. became like too much, but maybe. Uh, no, I don't know. There's only okay. a lot of cameos in one scene, and it is very, very funny. And then there's, you know, sprinkled out, there's some other cameos. But there's like one scene at a pool party where there's a ton of people. Does Did you know about the cameos before no. you saw it? No. Do you think knowing about the cameos now at the specific scene will lessen the impact? No. Okay. All right. I think you need to I will. get over yourself. And watch watch the movie. Get over myself. <laughs> yeah, right. This guy sitting over here is uh, acting like he's got teeth like God's shoe shine. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you did compliment my teeth. I did compliment your teeth. Yeah. Dante's Um, teeth look so good. They look like uh, he cleans them with the the teeth. (laughs) Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. uh, What Danny's trying to say is my teeth are uh, shiny and black. (laughs) First song, opening track of the playlist and the album, Dante. This song rules. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Second song. (laughs) Um, 
Okay, so w- why did you never get through it, or why did you never? Why did it not stick with you when you downloaded it? I don't know. I was obviously not paying attention, close enough attention, or there was this video I saw on the TikTok a while ago, and it, the question was, "What is a band whose single?" doesn't sound like the rest of their catalog Mm -hmm. to a certain degree. You could say that float on does not necessarily sound like the rest of modest mouse catalog, especially if you are a fan of that song and then you go back, come on, keep it, do it, do it. It would be cooler if like you had kept like talking and that was like kind of like a bed for your... Okay, keep it going. So the song Float On is a very happy, <laughs> poppy song that really doesn't sound a lot like Nirvana at all. And it doesn't sound like the rest of their catalog. So if I have in my mind the idea of good news for people who love bad news... And then I go and download illegally, sorry, Isaac, uh, the Lonesome Crowded West and put on this first song. I might be a little turned off because it's a little weird. But you were at that time, weren't you already someone who liked weird indie rock? To a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, I was good news came out in 04. So, you know, I was knee deep in in coheed and cambria and thursday and blood brothers sure and stuff like that so i don't know it it didn't strike me the it did it did sound familiar the first time i played it with this playlist and i don't think back then i don't think i appreciated guitar work as much as i do now mm-hmm. and I fucking, there is so much happening on the guitar in all of these songs. And I don't think that would have struck me the same way back then as it does now. That's a really interesting point because I, you can ask me tomorrow, like, is Isaac Brock a good guitarist? And I'd be like, yeah, but like, I don't think of Modest Mouse as a guitar band. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because just the songwriting top to bottom, like his, his vision Mm -hmm. or his, his voice. And I mean that as like his voice as a songwriter, not just vocals is so strong and unique. I just think of them as like Isaac Brock pieces or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. But then when you, you know, watch them play live or you really listen um, you know, to like you said, everything that's happening, you're like, oh yeah, these he's a really good guitarist and a really good writer of guitar parts. And mm-hmm. I've seen, like I remember before, like learning Modest Mouse songs on guitar and people on message boards or wherever <laughs> kind of denigrating, you know, oh, this simple melody or this, you know, kind of broken chord or whatever that he's using. And it's like, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. pretty good. Yep. And it, it, it's kind of... Uh, unique to him um, or at least that kind of indie rock scene i guess 
Yeah. I mean, there was definitely, I don't know if I could name other bands, but I feel like there was a time where there were these indie rock bands that sounded bad, but in a really good way, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause his voice isn't like great, great. Uh, it's good for the music that he's making and the guitar doesn't always sound in tune because he's using weird chords and stuff like that. But I don't know where I was going with my point there. Um, but I really like it even though it's bad, quote unquote bad. Well, point taken. Yeah. I I like it too. I know. Right. (laughs) Um, no, we are, we are off and running. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, people, we're just getting warmed up because yeah. this is going to be a four-hour pod. <laughs> yeah, his, like, I'm sure, and maybe they they talk about this in that documentary. I only got, like, halfway through. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm sure he's, you know, worked on his tone or different sounds for different songs or for different albums. Sure. But if he also in that documentary said, yeah, I don't know, I just kind of plugged it in and I found these pedals at a garage sale and never thought to find any other ones i would also believe that yeah 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 and it's he just plays with such but it's gonna be all be cliche Mm -hmm. but like it's it just feels like he plays with such like heart and emotion and passion Mm -hmm. like that that is what you're hearing yeah and he just kind of makes it work but um in a song we'll talk about later there's a part where i'm watching it live and he was like 21 22 at the time of this Mm -hmm. live video and i'm like how does he pull that off perfectly every time in the song yeah yeah so he's definitely got some some chops yeah they're really well written cool songs like the the shit you were playing on your unplugged electric guitar like sounded really good like you know you normally play stuff on an unplugged electric guitar and it you know it oh yeah that kind of sounds like the song like that what you were playing was immediately recognizable um, oh, thanks, man. I mean, one of the things, the only thing I miss about you not, uh, you being on the podcast, the only thing, Dante. <laughs> um, no, I, no one else plays a guitar. And so it, I. You do. Uh, I don't know how to play other people's songs, though. Be the guitar you want to hear in the world. Hmm. I don't. Be Dante's guitar? I. I mean, if if I sure. if I can lay in your lap and you can fiddle with me, sure. <laughs> I I I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to play such a long neck. <laughs> Neck's not that long, is it? I was, I was talking about your wiener. Uh, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> God, and Hans he, got no chance. <laughs> But yes, I, I I could see him being like, I really dialed in this tone versus I always just plug and play kind of person. Mm-hmm. You know, he can plug into any amp and just be like, look at me, I'm Isaac Brock. <laughs> Beep, boom, boom. Oh, you're frozen. Uh-oh. Yep, we're getting some lag. And it, and it messed up your, there you go. You're back now. No okay. more drinking water. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, he's a good guitar player. That's the point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so teeth like God's shoe sign. Teeth like God's shoe sign. Uh, did I say it right that time? I'm not even sure. <laughs> yes, you did. 
man, I feel like this is a, this is a bold title for Isaac Brock. Let me just say that. <laughs> Fuck, this one's tough. Teeth like God's shoe shine. <laughs> man, oh man. We did it. All right. Fucking, did he lose a bet and have to title it that? Um <laughs> This like this had to be the first song, I think, on the playlist. Though it it is so weird and and how long is this song? This is a it's like, a long one. A, my last is time it like stamp, seven minutes. My last timestamp is at five sixteen, but I feel like there's another at least another minute. I have one at five nineteen. I bet excited they're the same. See, I'm excited to see what extra three seconds you <laughs> are going to include. But uh, yeah, I was there was a point where I was like, huh, this is a. Uh, a if like if you don't like this song in the first minute, you're not gonna like it come mm-hmm. minute mm-hmm. six. <laughs> so it's it's a long song that doesn't necessarily f- feel like a long song, I guess. Or I don't know. I multiple times I had the especially the first couple times I listened to the playlist, it was like listening to the song, checking like, oh cool, it's still the same song, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like oh my god, this song is still going. It's like. This song is long, but I never felt like exhausted with it. That is very much the experience of listening to the album. Okay. Um, For a very long time, literally years, I would listen to this a lot. Mm -hmm. And you could ask me, what's song three? And I'd be like, ugh. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think there's a part around song three, four, five that kind of goes like this. I don't know what song number it is or title because it just, it's very much an album in that way. And obviously there weren't any like huge singles or anything off of this. Mm -hmm. Um, There's really one song that was like instantly mm, like distinct and a single enough to, you know, kind of stand out in that way. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of these longer, weirder songs. And I actually, I gave you kind of three longer, weirder songs. And I wanted to give you four, (laughs) except there was a, there was one, song that uh, Sarah said, well, you're going to give him this song, right? And I was like, oh, I mean, no, but maybe I should. And <laughs> uh-huh. she was like, yes, you should. And I'm very curious how you feel about that song. But mm. uh, it's not Teeth Like okay. Jesus. So, <laughs> um, do, teeth do, do Like we Jesus? Get... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's where he came up with the name for Jesus. He was... <laughs> he was... He was thinking about his own shoe shine. So he was like, I'm going to name my kid Jesus. So, so God knows he's God. Yes. He, right. He's named himself <laughs> yeah. or titled himself. And he's, he's a big sneakerhead. He's got but some shoes, man. But he had a little bit of writer's block when it came to naming his kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he was so busy writing the Bible. Those are big quotes mm-hmm. around that. He was he spent oh, all hey, his edge lord over here. <laughs> he spent all his creative output on the Bible, and when mm-hmm. it came to his kid's name, even though I guess his kid is mentioned in the Bible, I don't fucking know, man. I don't know anything. Whoa, what what came first? <laughs> Names the G- or the Bible? <laughs> what came first, the G's or the S? <laughs> anyway, will you will you please? Save us, much like Jesus would, and play a song. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to play 25 seconds. I'm going to play starting at 25 seconds. 
Is that all you wanted to play, that, or did you cut it short? No, that's all, that's what I wanted to play. Oh, okay. That's very little. I know, I know. It was I, I wanted to talk about how rad those harmonics are. Yeah, I, he go for it. On this whole playlist, it seems like he uses a lot of harmonics, and that is something I don't think enough guitarists use. You'll hear a random like harmonic squeal for a second every once in a while but over the last few weeks or months or however long i've had this playlist i have been racking my brain trying to think of bands who melodically use harmonics and i could think of cursive and i can think of pocket for corduroy a band that was from sacramento ish area so please tell me more folks but i love that i think it's an underused thing i think a lot of people don't use it because it is hard to do, like to get a melodic thing that always sounds the same when you're plucking a harmonic, because depending on where your finger is, it could sound a little different. I mean, that's just guitar. <laughs> no, I mean, like uh, within the same fret, you could hit it a little differently and it's going to sound different. It's not going to sound the same. I fucking love it. Well, it's cool because it's it's not just that there's not a lot of bands that do it, but it's not a lot of bands that aren't metal. Sure, sure. Like, like that's a very specific, like to, to use harmonics in indie or alt rock or whatever is a completely different, I don't know, it's, it's like using the same tool in a completely different way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, the, like the guitar, using the guitar in a different way. I suppose that would be a perfect way to put it. <laughs> so I like my way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's I, I think harmonics is very, or like, you know, Tom Morello used a lot of harmonics. Oh, sure, um, sure. But again, that's like a harder, mm-hmm. you know, style. It's, it's not used a lot in non, I don't want to say soft <laughs> rock, but non hard rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Famous soft rock band, <laughs> Modest Mouse. Soft rockers. Do you ever use harmonics? Uh, not really, because it's hard to do. Um, I like to throw a pinch harmonic in every once in a while, a.k.a. artificial harmonic. You got to show me how to do that. I don't know how to do that. I, I do it a weird way. I've watched multiple instructional videos on how the proper way to do it, and I can't do it the proper way. So I'll show you, though. I'll show you the way okay. I do it. I don't even know what it is. Like, I guess is that that's probably more the metal. It is a very metal I'm talking about. Thing. Yeah. yeah. A, uh, a metal core? Yes. Is yeah. It? A lot of metal core uses pinch harmonics, too. Maybe a, a, a death metal? Probably in there too, yeah. Doom metal? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the music I play. (laughs) So I'm not sure why. When I was taking notes on this Mm -hmm. like a week ago when I thought we were actually going to record, I got a bunch of notes for all these songs except the first one. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I think I was like, I'll come back to it. I have the most notes Uh, on the first song. Okay, well, good. We'll balance each other out maybe. Yeah. Uh, here's some more harmonics. Ah, 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 
maybe a speed metal? <laughs> Probably. You haven't mentioned uh, post-black metal. Or even black metal. Well, I don't know that there are a lot of pinch harmonics in the post or current black metal <laughs> I don't know either. genres. I was trying to think. I was like, well, I don't think of like Alcest mm-hmm. using a lot of harmonics. They would. Alcest um, seems like the kind of band that would use harmonics, but not the pinchy kind. Mm. <laughs> the pinchy crab harmonics. <laughs> yes. As, as we know them. <laughs> Because the first bands to use them were the Crabcore bands. Correct. That I mean, they were really the the ge- uh, generators. <laughs> is that what I want to say? No. What is the word I'm looking originators? for? Originators. The originators. <laughs> generators. <laughs> they were the originators of most of what we call music today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you listen much to the lyrics in this or any uh, of the songs? Not as a, not at an analytical kind of listen, but I do have some one lyric note. What is it? Uh, it's at 238. Let's all have another orange Julius fixer Ever uh, go to Sunrise Mall? I don't know. Name every store that was there. <laughs> the very first time I ever went to a Hot Topic was in the Sunrise Mall. Where's the Sunrise Mall? Uh, green back end Sunrise. Not that I can remember. Yeah, it's way out of the way. Like if you live in Sacramento, there's no reason you wouldn't go to Arden. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the reason I ask is because last time I went to Sunrise Mall. I had an Orange Julius, and it felt like a ghost town. Whoa. How long ago? Was this yesterday? <laughs> uh, no, but the, I think they still have an Orange Julius, and it's even more a ghost town now. This was, Han was a baby. Lhasa was not a glint in my eye yet. Han was probably like two, three. So this was 2016, maybe? Okay. So, long time ago. Trying to th- yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Orange Julius, very specific thing, like popular in the 90s, but um, not around so much anymore, except for in uh, nearly abandoned malls. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm never going to malls, but I can't think of the last time I've seen an Orange Julius. I mean, even when I was a kid and like my mom would take us to the mall, I, I do remember Orange Julius being mm-hmm. a thing and my mom explaining like these are only in malls. Yeah, and just yeah. kind of associating that. Um, are we? We're super delayed right now. A bit. I'm, I I feel like I'm keeping up with the conversation. Okay. Mm. Like the video is delayed, but the audio seems fine. Not how it feels over here, my man. <laughs> feels like I am uh, on an island. <laughs> no, just uh, most of the album is about how he feels that the Pacific Northwest is just, you know, becoming um, what it is now, really. And this was, you know, mm-hmm. mid-90s, and he he felt the onslaught of people moving to the, you know, Seattle 
area. He just felt like the world was being paved over and yeah. all these like shitty, pointless stores were going up. And um, so that's a lot of it. Um, do you now you you love Sacramento. Mm -hmm. You never want to leave it. You live in the suburbs. So this must be tough for you because I, I imagine you're kind of like pro suburban <laughs> sprawl. Uh, I am not pro-suburban sprawl. Well, am I pro-suburban sprawl? Am I having a, re a revelation right now? Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's, talk, let's talk this out. What are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? Uh, they're tearing down Sunrise Mall, um, but they're going to build place in it, stuff in its place. I want them to build a movie theater near me so we don't have to drive all the way to Arden anymore. I, 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 Amanda and I frequently talk about how we are happy with the decision of buying a house in Rancho Cordova because we are very close to things like grocery stores, multiple grocery stores, Target, uh, Panda Express, like the Panda I went to this evening to get our, our dinner or afternoon, I guess. And I'm pretty happy about it, about that kind of stuff. I'm I'm more against like this is all this is sounding bad, Dante. I don't like all the houses they build, but we also have a homeless crisis uh, here in Sacramento. And maybe with all the houses they're building, they should just like put homeless people in them so they're not homeless anymore, or unhoused. I should be saying unhoused, Dante. Yeah. Am I a bad person now? Um. I mean, no, 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 you're not a bad person now. We're just aware that you are now. <laughs> uh, no, you're, I'm not a bad person now. I've always been a bad person. I love this bit you do where you explain my joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, like, at, like, certain concerts, there's, like, interpreters for, like, deaf people, and you're, you're the interpreter for people who's, like, the jokes go over their head. Mm-hmm. This this certainly is not the forum for this type of conversation, <laughs> but um, I mean, really, the the root of the problem, in my opinion, is uh, overpopulation. Like we, I th people just hit eight billion. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I saw that. we got it. We got to cut that in half. Yeah. Like I, I made two more myself. I mean, at least you stopped there, so you yeah. you replaced yeah. yourself um, or yourselves, I should yeah. say. We got a, um, a boy and a girl, and that's it. Well, we got some cats hmm. too. Does that count? Wow, you, you, uh, you gendered your kids. Hmm. I mean, that's how they identify. Yeah. Why? Because because that's how they identify. Mm -hmm. We've <laughs> we've had conversations about this stuff with the kids. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how they identify. And that's cool. If, if that ever changes. We will change the way we talk about them. I can absolutely see Lhasa being like, I identify as purple. <laughs> yes. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think urban housing is more efficient and a quicker a quicker solution to uh, the like you know, issue of unhoused people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we we do not think enough about how we have 
a finite amount of land and that once you pave it, once you develop it, it never goes back. Like, so all these decisions that are made with development, Mm -hmm. I think are made sometimes uh, very short-term goals in mind. And once they're done, that's pretty much it. Like you can tear things down, Mm -hmm. but it's really hard for the land to ever go back to what it was. And I, my thought is always, well, when will, when will enough be enough? And of course the answer is like never, as long as like people are, uh, the way they are. (laughs) Yeah. So it's never like, Oh, all right, we've done it. You guys, we like, we have, uh, expanded as a society as much as we need to. Mm Mm-hmm. We're calling it good. Like that is not gonna happen, um, and so that's that's kind of what bums me out if I think about that for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, like there is only ever going to be less natural space. Yeah, yeah. Like there will never be a day where tomorrow there's going to be more natural space than there is today. Mm-hmm. Like that, I can't. I I hope someone could like actually prove me wrong. Be like, oh, you know, this can happen because of X, Y, or Z. If global warming worked the other way or global climate change worked the other way to where the polar caps weren't melting and more things were freezing uh, or or, uh, water just started evaporating, then the water would go away and then we would have more livable space. Yeah, that's good. So suck on that. Suck on some ice caps. (laughs) Um, Drink drink more water and then we're going to have more uh, space to live. Well, I'm out, and you told me not to drink anymore. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and play your next timestamp, bud? Uh, I sure will. Uh, we've got, th- oh, I ended right on it, three minutes, and I just moved my little thingy me bobber. Here we go. I like the build. I like uh, a word that I, I don't use enough uh, now that you don't podcast with me anymore. I like the dynamics. Mm. Um, we This song is full of it. Isaac Brock got his dynamics out of his spice drawer and he just poured the whole bottle in there. That's interesting because I, again, when thinking about this, just in terms of the album, and I do not mean this as a an insult at all, I think a lot of the album sounds, quote unquote, the same. Hmm. Like same tones, same guitar crunch, or same sure, you know, sure. harmonics, whatever. Did you just mean in, in terms of like quiet, loud, that sort of thing? Uh, quiet, loud, and um, different types of playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it all sounds like the clean guitar usually sounds the same. The distorted guitar usually sounds the same. But the methods of playing throughout all of these songs, uh, varies a lot, minute to minute. Sure. Um, that's kind of what I was getting at. And I like it a lot. It's, it's fucking angular or whatever. It makes me f- feel like math rock a little bit. I can see the influence it had on like Blood Brothers even. Uh, Botch as well. I don't know if, if they were influenced each other because they were around at the same time or they just played that similar methods of playing but i i don't know i like it a lot the guitar playing is very 
uh, interesting and unique. And like that was just kind of example of going from a very like kind of sparse, quiet part to, you know, exploding into kind of a louder area. Right. Um, just to add on to what you were saying, because I agree with all that, but it's like I could never write guitar parts like this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mm-hmm. like none of it is obvious or like I can make the logical leap in my mind how he really went from one part to the other mm-hmm. in terms of um, like picking patterns and 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 melody and like speed work because he's not he's he never really there's I guess I shouldn't say never really but like oftentimes instead of just picking like one two three four it'll be like it'll be like half note half note you know quarter 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 whole Mm -hmm. like it it just like varies a lot in that way um where it's I yeah I wonder where he got that from I wonder you know what albums he was playing guitar along to when he was growing up or learning Mm -hmm. he doesn't seem like someone who you know, took lessons, was technically or traditionally trained or anything like that? Yeah, because none of this sounds like technically proficient. It sounds good and interesting. And maybe it's the the method of like fake it till you make it or the, the classic uh, Evan phrase that stuck in my mind when we were listening to uh, I can never, I don't know how to pronounce this band name. Don Cabrello. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was on the, at, at Dimple one day. And he said, this sounds like people learning how to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was not a fan of that band. But sure. it has that same kind of energy, that same like almost messy kind of energy to it. But it also feels kind of really deliberate as well. I think this is just me projecting, but mm-hmm. it feels like Isaac Brock is someone who believed so strongly in writing and playing music as not just as like as a living, but like as a life that he never questioned, is this the right way to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, do I need to learn the quote unquote correct methods or anything like that? He just kept doing it and got better doing it that way, but doing it his way. Yeah, yeah. And and that's how he developed such a, you know, a distinct style. Yeah. I think that's, it's, it's a very good way of playing. I don't think, it's obviously not going to keep him in the popular music public eye or whatever for a really long time. I think maybe that methodology is you get one uh, float on in your life and, and then you spend the rest of your life trying to figure out why you hired Johnny Marr for your next album. Do you think he regrets that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I, I just, I just love talking shit. It's such a weird target. I know. I know. I think I'm just mad because uh, Dan Gallucci or however you say his last name wasn't in the band anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only learned who that was today, so oh. I don't care. That's another thing is for whatever reason, Modest Mouse was never a band that I learned about mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Like most mm-hmm. bands and, and I've, I've liked Modest Mouse a lot for a long time, mm-hmm. but I never went, I need to know who the bass player is. Mm-hmm. I need to know who the drummer is. Like in, in my head, it was just like Isaac Brock and the messy boys. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, you know, yeah. and like messy in in sound, <laughs> um, sound and playing and all that. And I I was kind of surprised to learn that like the drummer has been there from the beginning, and yeah, Dan was there for a long time. You could have told me it was just a constant, you know, interchangeable people because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it does really seem like it's all Isaac, yeah. uh, in, in, at least in songwriting ways. Though I guess you know Dan Dan wrote some guitar and mm-hmm. the drummer. I already forget his name. Um, <laughs> you know, wrote wrote a lot of the drums. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, this is the kind of insight people <laughs> tune in for. So, what's your next timestamp? Let's uh, let's and, let and it be the last one. Okay, we'll do one more timestamp. I will say uh, though, I'm, I'm the exact same way. The only reason I know Dan is because I love Murder City Devils, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like Murder City Devils. Who are these people? I learned their names, and then I was like, oh, that guy was in Modest Mouse. Weird. So when you say you're the exact same way, you mean, you just mean in terms of Modest Mouse? In terms of Modest Mouse. Like, I, yeah. Murder City Devils, I liked a lot, and they were a band that I learned the people's names. Modest Mouse was a band that I, I liked a couple albums. I didn't take the time <clears> to learn the names. Same with Jimmy Eat World. Like, I, I really love Bleed American and Clarity, uh, mm-hmm. and I knew Jim Atkins, but that's it. Ooh, okay. So Tom is the guitarist. Mm-hmm. Zach is the drummer. What is the bassist's name? Come on. Braff. The bassist's name is Braff <laughs> because the drummer's name is Zach? <laughs> Danny's so proud of himself am, right now. I am. What the fuck is his name? I can I can picture him. Oh, this is all I'm going to be thinking about for the rest of the episode. Okay. But... Uh, and it, the, The rest of Modest Mouse, for a very long time in my head, the rest of the band might as well have been, like, (laughs) out of focus, like, blurry. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Even, I don't think I ever saw them live, but if I did, they would would still be blurry. (laughs) Uh, So I technically have one, two, three, four, five more times. Jesus Christ, dude. Uh... I'm not, okay, you can play them and talk about them. I'm I'm going to maybe talk about one of them. Rick, the bassist of Jimmy World is Rick. Rick, uh, we'll do. Like uh, you had one for at five nineteen, and I have five sixteen. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play that one. Okay. The pause and the dot 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 on the snare. It's such a scrams move, like a like a screamy screamo move. It's really good. What? We keep playing it. What? Keep playing that part. Yes, sir. Oh, I love that. I love it. That guitar line, and then that's a very modest mouse thing where it's just like, bend stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's really good at bending. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that you, I mean, built to spill is such an easy comparison. Sure. And it, there's a little bit of like who influenced who, because mm-hmm. they were both, I think, 
you know, kind of coming up in the early to mid nineties. But, um, and and I do think Doug March was there before. Um, uh, yeah, maybe. I think he might be older. But, maybe I don't know. Like he is. Before? He's about. Yes, he was on the planet about five years before Isaac. Which Brock. planet? The third planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Doug Marsh is from Idaho. Mm-hmm. It's true. Twin Falls, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, have you been there? I have been to Twin Falls. Yeah. Is it nice? Yeah. Cool. It's fine. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I love the rest of the song. The my last timestamp isn't a timestamp. It's just the last half, last minute of the song is fucking amazing. The drums are fucking great. The, we haven't even talked about the drums on this. I don't know who the drummer's named. What what the drummer's name is? But he's a real fucking good drummer. He's been in the band. Assuming he's still in the band, I should say mm-hmm. uh, the band. The drummer is Jeremiah Green. Okay. He is still in the band. Um, he is, he's born in Hawaii. Wasn't that interesting? Um, in the documentary, when they talk to him, Mm -hmm. he's like, um, we, we liked to, to play. Like he's basically (laughs) fucking Dana Carvey in Wayne's world. Um, (laughs) he's so like soft-spoken and like probably wishes he didn't agree to do it, but, um, (laughs) Seems, seems like a nice guy and a great drummer. Just like Dana Carvey. You want to play a little little word association game real quick? Okay. Okay. I'm going to say a word, and then you're going to say the first word that comes to your mind. Okay? It just occurred to me a very funny bit would be to like, hey, do you want to play a word association game? Okay, say some words to me. <laughs> uh, heart. Love. Dragon. Okay. Heart. Disease. Cooks. Restaurants. Brain. Zombies. The next song is Heart Cooks Brain. Love restaurant zombies. <laughs> Hey, this song's real good. The, this one, I... So is this the s- third song of the album? Uh, no, second song of the album. Second song, okay. So yeah, I was worried. I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this because I'm just like, it's getting a little top-heavy <laughs> already. You're just giving me the first five tracks of the album? Just co- fucking copy and paste <laughs> from the track listing and send it to Danny. God damn it, get off my back, Danny. <laughs> um, but like, th- these songs I feel like are just they're almost like a suite in mm-hmm, a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the, like, like I said, the longest time song one, song two, probably through like song five, they were just all yeah, the same, yeah. you know, part. I kind of regretted giving you this one or worried a little bit because what, after like two minutes, it is just, they just kind of like noodle for another four. <laughs> is there anything wrong with that? You get bored sometimes. Not with noodling. Mm. Okay. No, as long I, as if you're doing a good job of noodling, I'm not talking about fucking. Caius let me give you fish or whatever with your fucking bong hits and your beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, 
yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. That was a uh, a successful bowel movement being finished. <laughs> uh, come on, man! I love noodles of all sorts. From the offspring? <laughs> no, I do not love that noodles. I did when I was a kid. That is pretty cool. So, is this song? Do you like this better than No Teeth Like God Shoe Shine? Teeth Shoe Shine Shoe Shine Teeth Like Jesus is my favorite song on this playlist. She sells shoe <laughs> shines. Really? We've already peaked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you going? I'm standing up. Oh, this is like a an original like Star Wars shot, like practical <laughs> effects in use right practical here. Practical effects, exactly. I even heard the little whirring of the, uh, the R2 that raises your desk. Mm-hmm. It is an R2 unit. I should paint the legs like an R2. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be cute. That'd be sick. Oh, I got to get my my standing pad out. Hold on. <sighs> so what? If you have an accident, it doesn't make a mess? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, my work doesn't... I can work from home, but I don't get bathroom breaks. <laughs> this is why you have to work at home. <laughs> After a while, it wasn't cost efficient to keep cleaning up after Danny. <laughs> exactly. So yes, we did. We did peak early. I love all these songs very much. Uh, I have. I had sixteen timestamps on the first song, and and like three or four for the rest of them. The song is great. The intro sounds like the Pixies. I don't know why that never crossed my mind. Gigantic, gigantic, you're frozen. Uh-oh. A beep beep ball. I don't know the next line. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like gigantic. I don't. I I never heard that before, and I'm not sure I do now. But like, I guess it does kind of have that simplicity. It just, it just sounds like. like it, I guess it doesn't necessarily sound like gigantic, but it sounds pixies to me, like that. The bass, the way it's being played, sounds Kim yeah. Deal. Okay. I mean, that if you say something that sounds like the Pixies, that's obviously a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna not gonna argue with you if that's how it feels to you. I just yeah, never that never crossed my mind. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So record scratches, that's an interesting choice, huh? Yes. Okay, that was another thing I was worried about. Mm-hmm. Like there's mid nineties mm-hmm. here. And I was like, oh no, Dan, this might be a huge turn. They did it before it was it was cool though. Like this is 96, 97, like uh, released in seven, yeah. Record scratching in rock music, I feel like didn't really start happening for a couple of years. And it's done in a way where like if you're looking for it, it's gonna be very obvious, but I feel like it's done in a way where it just blends into the song very it's, well. It it was a double take moment for sure. It was like, wait, what is that? Oh, it's record scratching. Okay. And then you were able to move on. And no then, problem? I, then I moved on. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's a choice. It didn't make me like the song any less. I still, sure. I still really like the song. 
Oh, wrong song. Uh, 18 seconds, you can hear it. So let's do that. Also, that guitar lead. I want to learn how to play it. I feel like I'm going to have trouble with it. Can you can you play it? The, I I don't know it. Um, the like the like down wow no, part the, or the the part that's going like the high that one. Now, what's making the really high pitch sound? It almost sounds percussive, but is that just a harmonic? That's just Dang. harmonics. Dang. Okay, so that's Isaac doing um, the harmonics and then another guitarist doing the lead. Yeah, I was watching a video of them playing this song though, and uh, it's one of those cool. I've never been able to write a lead. I, I guess it's like a Tom DeLonge lead almost, where it's there's like open strings involved and it's like up here. And I, I want to learn how to play it. I feel like that's another indie rock staple is just open notes ringing out in your. If you have like a four note progression, mm-hmm. there's one that's just like always the whole ringing, time. like the root. Yeah, and um, well, not even necessarily the root. Like it could be, you know, if if you're playing something on the A, D, G, and B strings, mm-hmm. whatever you're playing on the maybe you, it's just the B is open at the like you know end of that phrase oh, okay, or whatever. Okay. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. um, and. For some reason, sometimes that sounds better than if you were playing that same note on a lower string. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. The The guitar stuff is really cool. The scratches are almost in. It almost sounds, you know what it almost sounds like is when you're moving around on the on the fretboard and your fingers are mm-hmm. scraping against the strings. It, like it's that quiet in there. I remember one time I was playing guitar... It was electric guitar, but not amplified, just like on my couch at home when I was, you know, 14 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was making that that scratching sound. And my dad came in the room and asked if that was on purpose because he goes, I hear that sometimes in albums. Is that on purpose or does that just happen? <laughs> and I was like, Dad, I don't What do I know? <laughs> I'm 14, Dad. 14. I'm just trying to learn. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, know your enemy. <laughs> Well, if it was no, your enemy, it was probably on purpose. You know, all sounds on that album were made by guitar-based drums and vocals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a, a, a note in the liner notes that <laughs> made me feel very elitist. <laughs> and the liner note of, of that album? Yeah, I, I think maybe of all Rage albums, it says that just because... You know, Tom Morello, he's doing some weird stuff uh, with Allen wrenches and, you know, whatever. I, I saw a uh, something on Instagram yesterday that was, it was like me at home trying to make sounds with my guitar like Tom Morello did. And it was a guy just like taking a Hot Wheels, <laughs> rolling that up and down the neck and like all this like stuff that's supposed to be funny and it's not really, yeah. but it seemed like something you would have really enjoyed. I can't tell if Danny's frozen <laughs> or just mad. I'm mad. And I also really have to pee again. Oh, brother, you got to get that prostate shake. <laughs> you need to order I'm, one I prostate, get my prostate shook shake. I mean, it's not. A <laughs> well, 
There's a scene from Requiem for a Dream that I think can solve both our issues at once. Oh, and you're the one that doesn't want to come to Sacramento. Well, now. <laughs> I'll be right back. Oh, hey, it's editing, Danny. Uh, next song is called Polar Opposites. We didn't really intro it. I just got an email. What you eating over there? An Aussie bite. Aussie? It's an Aussie bite. Aussie bite? Little, little. It's like a little pork chunks in it. Uh, it's, uh, no, it's, it's roux. Little, little chunks of roux. <laughs> chunks of roux. <laughs> so th- this is the song that was, that Sarah insisted be on the playlist. Oh, I, I think it's uh, a real good song. Good. Maybe Sarah and I have more in common than, than I originally thought. Uh, I mean, you both put up with me more than you should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For some... So you like this song, and did, did you like yeah. it right away? Yeah, I like this song right away because it's from the first second, it is obviously a Modest Mouse song. Sure. Okay. Hmm. And it is probably the first one I was uh, singing along with, the chorus. Yeah. It's got a very catchy chorus. That's true. That's that's almost why I thought you see. I don't know you very well, and though I keep learning, I I guess I think I, I keep ignoring that information and just mm-hmm. I stick with what what I thought originally, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good trait. Um, <laughs> this song never really struck a chord with me. Hmm. I I like the longer, weirder ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like this song. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but. Um, I, I guess it has a lot of what like people liked about this era of Modest Mouse, where it's like mm-hmm. a super, like a simple guitar melody and like his like kind of restrained barks mm-hmm. uh, vo- vocally, you know. But yeah, and I've actually probably listened to it more intentionally during this playlist, mm-hmm. um, this pl- like playlist prep than before. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, it is one of the more straightforward Modest Mouse songs. And I guess if you're thinking about making a playlist, for me, like we tend to talk about the weird, long... Dicks. <laughs> Dicks, exactly. And also songs of, of what was that band you, you were talking to me about yesterday, the Austrian band? Hari Kari for the Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like weird shit like that. I assume they have long songs. They do. Yeah. yeah. And dicks. <laughs> and dicks. You, you know what? If, if we did a podcast that was just us going, oh, wow, look at this weird long dick I found. <laughs> we would do gangbusters. We'd be, yeah. we'd have manscaped ads. No problem. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's do that. Our next record will be us looking at long weird dicks okay we got to think of a a really good title not right now but (laughs) a bunch of lwds going on up here uh i've got 34 seconds as a timestamp here 
Well, see, that just makes me think of little white dicks. <laughs> and that's not going to do the same numbers. That's, yeah. We can go, let's go back and forth. We can go from little white dicks to long weird dicks. Compare and contrast. Okay. All right. <laughs> so basically, basically, we'll look mm-hmm. at a weird long dick and then we'll look at our own dick. <laughs> look at our own or each other's. <laughs> or each other's. Let's we hear can this. Have, we can have guest dicks. <laughs> It is uh, the worst sounding catchy thing you'll ever hear in your life. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's certainly not like the most slickly produced thing, but I don't think it sounds like shit. It I, just the, sounds... The, gu- the guitar sounds really bad. Like, I don't know if he's playing in a weird tuning or yeah. he was just out of tune on the recording or something like that. Like, it doesn't sound in tune. I'm not knocking it. Like, I, I like it. The... It also almost feels like each member is doing something like playing a different song almost like the bass is doing a lot. I I love that bass. I think the bass is fucking good. I think it's adding a lot of character to the Mm -hmm. song. I can see what you're saying when it comes to the drums. The The drums drums are like more sporadic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, The guitar is just very like. Very, oh God, I can't think of the right fucking word. I keep wanting to say rhythmic, but that's not what I'm trying to say. It's very clangy, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe. The the guitar is very clangy. The bass is kind of carrying the melody along with the, with the vocals. It's really fucking good, though. Like, I love it. I love how catchy it is, how easy it is to sing along with. Yeah, it's great. I don't know why you don't like this song. I don't get it. I, did um Did the lyrics make it at all, like less appealing to you no because i get the sentiment even though i don't drink like yeah yeah i get it shit's hard what? man drinking no it's not <laughs> <laughs> no like fucking life. living your life when you gotta stand here uh, on a pee pad all day <laughs> pee pad is that like some cool piece of music equipment <laughs> yeah yeah well, um, I just realized that now that I'm FaceTiming you on the phone, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to have you play timestamps if you do not have the same one as I do. That's okay. Um, what What did you just play? What I I played uh one I played 34 seconds. Will you? Well, what's your next one? 151. Okay, perfect. Go for that. bass like the bass doesn't do anything that like super interesting but it's cool hand claps are fun and the guitar sounds out of tune but i love it that is a very that is very modest mouse 
yeah. that I was just like, it's going to be instrumental for the last minute, and it's not really going to do anything, but it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, the hand claps are more noticeable when you play it through <laughs> a microphone from your phone. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, again, very interesting that, you know, they have the record scratches, they have hand claps. It's, <laughs> it's not what you would, like, because, yeah, I don't know, just very interesting. I, I, I need to watch the rest of this documentary and see yeah. if they talk about, because th- so far they've talked about one song on this playlist, how they recorded it. Um, and they talked about another song that's not on the playlist, mm-hmm. but I'm only halfway through, so maybe I'll get some hand clap information. <laughs> um, will you play 233? I sure will. It sounds like shit through your phone, through the mm-hmm. mics, through my headphones. So I'm not sure if that's what was throwing me off, but like, cause my note is that part, it, it's kind of where it goes from light and noodly to a little more aggressive again. Yeah, I don't know. If yeah. It, did that happen? Yeah. It, it starts to kind of fill out like, uh, at the beginning of what I was playing is almost like, so my last timestamp was the really bare bones version. And then it just kind of keeps building and building. Is that the lid of a, uh, can of cat food? We already talked about this. I'm a dry man. That's a coaster that you were eating off of. Oh, okay, cool. Sacramento State. Stole this from my friend's wedding reception. His wedding reception was at Sac State? It was, actually. Weird. Uh, is, is by chance his name uh, Cowboy Dan? Yeah, his office is right around the corner. Cowboy Dan Esquire. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Oh, man. I definitely got to turn down that that spike. (laughs) Uh, The the opening guitar of this song, Mm -hmm. and and it, it repeats... Uh, later on, it comes back to that opening like guitar line or whatever you want to call it. Some of the like eeriest mood setting guitar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're going to find. It's, like there's one, it just sounds like one note is off <laughs> in a way that sounds really fucked up and kind of yeah sets the stage for this character cowboy dan Mm -hmm. that just that one it's it's the harmonic again it's like a harmonic and it's got all this reverb on it it just sounds super eerie you still still researching cowboy dan over there i'm trying to find mrs cowboy dan (laughs) is there a mrs cowboy dan (laughs) Uh, tell you what, uh, my first timestamp here, 39 seconds, Cowboy Dan sounds kind of uh, kind of like a dick. Go to the reservation, the kids, go to the desert, rifle in the sky. 
Uh, I do like that line, though. God, if I have to die, you will have to die. Is that what he says? You will I, have to I die. I think so. It's a good delivery, line delivery, especially later in the song when it gets louder. I mean, I think the way he, he introduces Cowboy Dan is like, first of all, I don't know what exactly he means by major player in the cowboy scene, but like living in Wyoming, there was a definite delineation between the actual cowboys and those who wanted to be cowboys and Mm -hmm. were like fake Mm -hmm. cowboys. And I'm not saying Dan is a fake cowboy, but calling it a cowboy scene really (laughs) invoked times where I could list like, I can think of my coworkers making fun of our boss who was a fake cowboy. Oh yeah. You know, like he still has the receipt for his belt buckles and shit like that. <laughs> like but um yeah, man, this like this song is and I th- this is my favorite song on the playlist. This might be my favorite Modest Mouse song. Mm-hmm. This song is so unsettling. It is. Yeah. Um in a very cool way. Like I would watch a uh, a you know, a Peacock series on Cowboy Dan. <laughs> like a true crime. Do you think that would be true crime kind of thing? Oh, it'd be gritty as hell, my man. Blood Brothers influence right there. Like fucking Johnny Whitney heard that and he was like, I'm going to do that exact part multiple times over the course of my career in Blood Brothers, except in a much screechier voice. What are you writing down? He's writing. He's drawing a picture. of A little white dick. (laughs) So... Uh, just as this is just as the Blood Brothers were inspired by Modest Mouse, I can say I was inspired by Picasso. (laughs) Dante, uh, very quickly and hastily, but also accurately, uh, drew a stick figure of the Mona Lisa. Um, with yeah, large, I'm inspired by inspired by Picasso. Mona Lisa, yes, Picasso. You, uh, she she's holding up two <laughs> modest mouse CDs. What are you talking about? <laughs> Disgusting. Dante doesn't like the Blood Brothers. Uh, but he likes this part. So he he likes some part of of the Blood Brothers. If if Isaac Brock, <laughs> oh my God! Look remember. at my uh, my modest mouse albums. I don't. I did just take a screenshot. Good. Ah, <laughs> oh, the moon and Antarctica. <laughs> Oh, gonna gonna crumple this up, hide the evidence, <laughs> and put it in my pocket. Standing in the top grass. 
probably one of the most easy to listen to straightforward parts of the playlist. Which is kind of nice considering what happens before and after <laughs> yeah. in this song. Um, that, that was about 220. That was also something I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, again, going back to like cliche and hackneyed nonsense, but like that part, it just sounds so like easy and pure where mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's simple. It's like, no, that was the, that was the song that came out of him. Yeah. yeah. And it was correct. Yes. Is the correct song. Uh, I also am hoping you will play 320. Oh, I sure will. But only because you asked me to. I was so far up my own ass when writing these notes. I quoted uh, part of those lyrics, and underneath I wrote, with sparse but profound guitar. Wow. What a douchebag. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, profound guitar. Come on, Dante. Oh, you weren't wrong about you being a douchebag. That's what I meant. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's very sparse. I would call it profound as well. I love it. Do you think so? He's not a flat earther necessarily, but so does he believe the earth doesn't spin unless we're walking? Uh, wait, hold on. Let me let me get the lyrics in front of me so I can really analyze this as <laughs> he as he never intended. <laughs> um, every time you think you're walking, you're just moving the ground. No, I I think he's saying. No, yeah, you're right. I think Isaac Brock believes that walking humans propel. Earth around its axis. Mm-hmm. Axis. So if there's the equal amount of people walking opposite directions, or like <laughs> it just we just don't go anywhere. <laughs> or or the planet implodes. One of the two will happen. I I think he's saying that when we're walking, like we're not getting anywhere in like maybe the grand scheme of things because mm-hmm. it, it's almost like you're on a treadmill. You know. Oh, okay. Sure. Again. Again, only works if you're walking uh, a certain direction. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's cool, though. It doesn't matter. It's cool. It's a good line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, last last thing I wanted you to play was 443. Okay. Which is obviously needing to be played. It, it obviously needs to be played because I have it written down, too.
I'm gonna give you a Blood Brothers playlist. I won't do it. Uh, I mean, that just it sounds like Blood Brothers, except I am less screechy. I am not. There's no contract that we have (laughs) that I must fulfill that you know of. (laughs) So I mean, well, that contract would be void Uh, if if like I agreed to it on false pretenses or like you know. Um, was manipulated in some way. Yeah, man, Cowboy Dan is, uh, even on a, an album that is very distinct, Cowboy Dan really is one of a kind. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy Dan sounds kind of like trailer trash. Had you never heard Trailer Trash? No. Wow. So this is Trailer Trash is the song that's like the hit. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, it's probably the most well-known song off the album. Surprised it had never never come up. Um, my second bullet point for this <laughs> song. My, so my first bullet point is: mm-hmm. Had you never heard this song? Mm-hmm. My second bullet point is. Isaac Brock. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. He's probably who, on this who, one. Who who knows if that was the beginning of a sentence that was never <laughs> finished or what? Um Yeah, man, so what what do you think about Trailer Trash? I like the song a lot as well. It has a part that I said sounds emo. So we'll see what that means. Is it the is it the part at the end where it's like there's almost like a quote unquote solo and there's like that heavy bass behind it? Is that like the emo part? No, it's one forty seven. Shall I play it? Yeah, play the emo part. Short love along the road and a couple of kids because they don't. Like, I feel like that could be an Empire Empire song with different vocals. Yeah. I was listening to them the other day, and I also saw him on, was it Twitter, like talking about a Final Fantasy shirt that he had or something? Oh, he's been talking about his shirts a lot this year. He's doing like this shirt a day challenge. Apparently this dude has a lot of t-shirts. Okay. But his, did I tell you or have you listened to his new his band's new album, or I think it's a solo mm. project. The the Mount Oriander. Mount Oriander, yeah. I think I heard. Didn't they release a couple songs like months back? A while ago, they put out like an EP. Yeah. I remember thinking both songs were just like okay mm-hmm. after just one listen, but yeah. I haven't listened to anything since. That's how I felt about the EP as well. But the album is real fucking good. Like like Empire Empire good. Like Empire Empire good. Wow. Okay. I'll give it a listen. Yeah. Anyway, I, I really like that part. It's it's just got that interesting guitar stuff that left bands like Empire Empire or American Football kind of kind of play. But it's got Isaac, you know, maybe that's what your note meant there because um, it has Isaac Brock singing. It does, yeah. He is on this one. <laughs> um, it Well, it has a very 
like the, you know in these songs there's like like there's the record scratching that's kind of mm-hmm. weird um in this song it's the line sorry if i dissed you <laughs> like you know that's that's not a very like for lack of a better phrase indie rock thing to say yeah 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 <laughs> but because it's him it, like i don't feel like anything he does is forced or mm-hmm. He's he's never putting on airs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all just him, mm-hmm. uh, and so it it works, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, you also mentioned when I was playing that the line about um, "God damn, I am such a jerk." I feel like that is a very modest mouse line. Taking heartache with hard work. God damn, I am such a jerk. I'm the exact same guitar and stuff happening but oh yeah you did the snowflakes with plastic forks part mm-hmm. it's kind of it, it kind of sounds like like sh- stream of conscious journal entry but mm-hmm. he's another one of these songwriters that can put it into songs very naturally yeah yeah we are saying nothing we're saying all the right things just like isaac brock yeah exactly Let's see. I've got two more timestamps. Do we do them both or, or should I finish it off with one good one? <laughs> What's your next one? 3.30 and then 4.06. Okay. Well, I, I got a few. We're on our last song. Okay. Um, and it, like she's already mad. So it's not like... <laughs> uh, 2.33, please. She should be mad that she's playing Call of Duty. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm worried I'm going to like, oh, I, I had never heard you say the N-word before. <laughs> That rim tap, because I I never even noticed. Sorry, what's that? The rim tap, the. Um, Well, I wanted to talk about the guitar. Wow. So. Drums are not important to me. <laughs> Don't like them. Think they're useless. But the the, the like scraping mm-hmm. of that part of the guitar, it's like it is kind of percussive. And there's like every once in a while, there's just like a couple notes ringing out. And it's it kind of goes back to that is like, is that just kind of like messy guitar playing that sounds good in mm-hmm. the context of the song? Or is that and I, I, I'm assuming it's this where it's very deliberate and he knows how to do that and he's doing it for a purpose but yeah. like all together it just sounds very messy and young mm-hmm. um which works perfectly with what the song is about um because he he says in that documentary he did live like third and fourth grade in a trailer park mm-hmm. um where a, a lot of the inspiration for this song comes from though he says about 50 percent of the song is also like fictionalized just for the sure, purposes sure. of songwriting yeah Story storytelling, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're probably close to that, but at two forty-seven, it's that part where he says uh, "fakes" in like the background. Why does he do that? I don't know why he does it, but I know it is wrong every time the crowd tries to do it at live shows. <laughs> they like they just always say it in the wrong yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so I, I love it for that reason. I, I 
I love the line, and I don't have the timestamp here, mm-hmm. but um, you talked about a lyric you really liked. The lyric I really like is, uh, and it's been a long time, which agrees with this watch of mine. Kind of like a weird mm-hmm. backwards way of saying nothing that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But it always like really stuck out to me. It's like he's making nothing out of something. Which is the opposite of weird. what we're doing. We're taking something <laughs> and just making it... <laughs> just um, trash. Trailer trash. Did you, did you say 3.30? Uh, I did. Okay. That's good. I'm there. I wrote it down just because of the, the, it felt like a good follow through into from like such that quiet part in, into this lot of it. But it sounds so like hopeful or triumphant or just bright, so much brighter mm-hmm. than the first half of the song or whatever. And I, and I love it. And it's just like the rest of the song is like that. And it's got this cool lead coming up in about 10 seconds. And it's just so rad. It's It's just like, music that I want to just like listen to in my car, but like pull over in my car and just like take it all in. can't hear it i want to hear it oh uh, yeah i uh, muted both devices because <laughs> i wasn't because sh- i wasn't sure if i uh could play it and i still don't know so, so let's hear it <laughs> no <laughs> dante right, was right. trying to play the lead <laughs> oh buddy harmonics Great job, bud. Did you do that? Did you make that up all by yourself? I peed. <laughs> uh, Dante, are you are you done with this song? Uh, yep, that was every. Oh, there. I did write down. Want to listen to the brand new cover? No. Okay. <laughs> Figured that would be the case. Uh, it's probably good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's unfortunately not here yet, but let's pretend that this record mailer has a modest mouse record. in it. Okay. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> I bought the record Dante. Wow. First time in podcast history that that's happened. First time you've bought a record? First time I bought a record that I was introduced to on the podcast. It would have been Motion City Soundtrack if they would uh, not charge $40 for a single LP. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, speaking of which, that uh, Justin Pierre Courtney album, Mm -hmm. nope, Justin Courtney Pierre album Mm -hmm. is uh, 
is out now. Have you listened to that? Nope, I have not. Okay. I've listened to his listened earlier to solo stuff and it was good. But yeah. This album's great. Or this this playlist is great. Have you listened to anything else on the album? Of course I have not. Okay. Um, I suggest you do. I suggest you just go begin to, to back, end. Front to back. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm interested to hear what you think about it as as like a, you know, a whole mm-hmm. piece or whatever. Playlist is a five out of five. I love it. What's going on? I really got to get someone who knows something about guitars to look at this thing. You should bring it to Sacramento. Uh, do you know a guy? <laughs> I do know people, actually. Well, we might fly, so I'm not going to bring it on a plane. Oh, ship it. Not going to do that either. <laughs> There's got to be someone between here and there that knows about guitars. <clears throat> nope. Call up Isaac. He knows things about guitars. He is probably closer to me than you are. Yeah, yeah. I believe he lives in Portland now, last I heard. Mm. I've been there. All right. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> lot of people have been there, man. <laughs> uh, this was fun, Dante. I'm glad we finally did this. I hope that we can uh, talk about um, Pool Kids. I gave you a Pool Kids playlist. Oh, yeah. Oof, got to find that test. <laughs> Uh, and yours, you got to give me something. Um, okay. Well, I'm not going to give you anything until I'm living at a new house. That is my rule. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we can do, we can each do a, a an episode uh-huh. like in either direction at one location and then that's it. Okay. Tapped out. I don't know. I like, I feel like all the stuff I would give you right now is not good for a pod. Yeah. Give me, figure um, out something that I won't like. I mean, I gave I gave you System of a Down. Yeah, and they're real fucking good. I know. So I don't. I'm. I'm I don't know what to do. Give What's me, the last thing I find? The band that has been influenced by Caius and Secret Machines. Oh, <laughs> you you didn't hate Secret Machines. I didn't hate Secret Machines. I didn't really like them that much either, though. You were you were just bored. I was I was bored. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Even while while listening back to some of that stuff, I was like, "Oh, I think I like this stuff because, like, you know, it was pretty good after a couple beers, and just kind of like <laughs> vi- vibing out." Yeah, yeah. But now it's like, "Oh yeah, I mean, if they were so good, then why is one of them dead?" <laughs> so, I think yeah, you you won that episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, think um, of something that I won't like, and maybe we can okay. do that. All right. All right. Dante, thanks for coming back to the podcast. Danny, it was a pleasure uh, for you to have me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. I, I love you and your cat very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, say hi to Amanda and the kids. Okay, I will. Uh, bye, everybody.
truck just arrive? <laughs> your the noise your chair is making sounds like farts. It's pretty pretty funny. What chair? <laughs> what does it say? I want to see it. <laughs> milk, AT and T milk truck just arrive. I don't get it. Dante is showing me a mug. I I want I want this audio clip just of you reading the mug. I demand it for Christmas. That's all I want. Okay, okay. <laughs>